Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Tapestry, where we share stories of faith, poetry, and testimony and devotion. Today's poem is called Coastline. I first named it Secret Place because I wrote it about one of the most special places I'd ever been to. I wrote this poem in memory of what happened there and how I felt and what my experience was with the Lord in that place. I was meant to join my friends on a hike one early morning. However, I went to the wrong place and had to run to catch up to them. They were waiting for me at the end of a jeep track, but eventually they got impatient and went on without me. Needless to say, I didn't go on too many hikes with them afterwards. But I feel that the Lord knew what I needed that day, and it wasn't a hike. I decided to wait for them at the end of the jeep track as they had just traversed into a difficult section of the hike and I didn't want to follow them by myself. So I called them and let them know that I would wait there and they said they wouldn't be too long, it wasn't going to be that long of a hike. But when I looked up I found that I was in a secret place, a place that I'd never heard anyone speak of. It was a remote, you couldn't see any house or hear any car, but you were near enough to feel safe. It was a secluded stretch of coastline. Rugged, dangerous, but old, calm and untouched. I wandered down from the jeep track to a small headland and waited on my friends in the presence of Jesus Christ. So I invite you now to close your eyes and listen along to the poem, or if you're on my blog, you can read along with it there. Obviously, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Just listen to it once, that's alright. Let's find our peace and let's listen to the poem. Coastline Where the dunes meet the coastline and the mountains wet their feet, where the clouds fall overhead and the land and ocean meet, where the gulls circle high above and from westward ways the wind will blow, where the boulders stand like giants and there are no paths left to follow. I'll be standing on the water, there's a place here just for me. I'll be the king of my peninsula, the viking of my sea. The sun beats down on bony water and the cool air sets me free. The waves roll in an age forgotten, when there were just three. Singing sweetly to the swinging tide, I'll write down what the songbirds sing. Lend me your staff, Lord, I'll cherish every living thing. I'll lie down on a sandy bay and wait on the evening tide, to sweep me gently out to sea, at last my heart is reconciled. The majority of the poem is a lot of imagery, trying to capture the feeling of peacefulness and beauty that I experience in this place. It is a place of natural beauty, the kind that makes even someone who doesn't know Jesus think of him and believe. It was wonderful evidence of the beauty of God, evidence of how wonderfully he made the world, from the clouds in the sky to the towering mountains to the smallest of plants in the sand. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. John 1 verse 1-3 More than just imagery, the main body of the poem also has a couple of lines of devotion and praise to the Lord. The line, no pass left to follow, is a reference to the fact my journey is at an end. The presence of the Lord is the destination of my life. He is the end and the beginning. In Him I find my salvation, I find my rest, I find my peace. He is the end of the path of righteousness. He is where our good shepherd Lord Jesus Christ is leading us to. When there were just three, this line is a reference to the time before the world, when in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The three being God, Jesus, and the Word or the Spirit of God. The king of my peninsula, the viking of my sea. 
This line is a reference to the space that the Lord has created for me in the world. He has set out a plan and a purpose for my life. He wrote it on my heart from before I was born. And in this place, a place where I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I become perfect in that role. I can become a king of my purpose. I can rule the seas like a Viking. But this place is obviously not a physical place. It is a place in the church of the body of Christ. Whether I am a pinky finger or a knee or a foot or even just a small cell in a fingernail, when I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I will play my part in the church perfectly. When I am led by the Spirit and allow myself to be guided by Jesus Christ, I can become the Viking of the sea. And finally, in the last stanza, I lie down on a sandy bay and wait on the evening tide to sweep me gently out to sea, at last my heart is reconciled. If you take anything away from this poem, I hope that it is these lines. In this place, on that coastline, where I was resting in a peace with the Holy Spirit, I felt that I became reconciled to God through Jesus. While I was there, I prayed. I asked for Jesus for forgiveness. I also asked him to help me on my journey in life. I was filled with his Spirit, and I was forgiven. I was reconciled to God through Jesus in that place. Romans chapter 5, 10 and 11 says, For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have now received reconciliation. Therefore the metaphor of this poem is the peace that comes after being reconciled. The poem describes a physical place of peacefulness. That's a picture of my heart, a picture of how I felt in my soul after being reconciled to God through Jesus, how I felt after receiving the gift of eternal life. Finally, the last words of the poem, At last my heart is reconciled. Psalm 126 verses 4 to 6 says, Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. I say the words at last. There are no more paths left to follow. This is it. This is the journey. This is the destination that I find myself in. Yes, life is hard. Yes, life is difficult. Some of us will sow with tears. Some of us will go out in the field weeping, carrying our seeds to sow but they will return with songs of joy. They will be restored like streams in the Negev desert after a winter's rain. Our good shepherd Jesus Christ will restore us and lead us in reconciliation. And lastly, as Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, 22-23, But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, if we continue our faith, if we pray to the Lord every day, give thanks and ask for forgiveness, if you put your hope in the Lord and clothe yourself in the Spirit every day, your heart will be reconciled to the Lord through Jesus Christ. And in Him, you will find eternal life after the evening tide sweeps you gently out to sea. 
I pray that you enjoyed today's devotion, Andy, that you enjoyed the poem Coastline. It really is a special one describing the peace that comes from reconciliation to our Lord through our Savior Jesus Christ. I pray that you have a blessed day further and I will catch you in the next episode.